York City Police Department. Please be advised that pedestrians are not permitted to walk in the street or roadway. Pedestrians are also prohibited from obstructing sidewalks. Groups of pedestrians utilizing the sidewalk must ensure that sufficient space is available for use by other pedestrians. If you unlawfully obstruct pedestrian traffic or walk in the street or roadway, disorderly conduct, a violation of New York State penal law. This is the New York City Police Department. Please be advised that pedestrians are not permitted to walk in the street. This is audio from one of the big police brutality protests at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn this weekend. There were protests all over New York over the last few days, in Albany and across Long Island, from Plainview to North Babylon. But the biggest, densest ones might have been in Brooklyn, with thousands of protesters packed into a tiny triangle of sidewalk, the space between the Barclays Center and the train station. Basically, the space is about a block from the entrance of the arena to a flagpole where an Islander's flag was flying half-mast on Friday. It's not much space, and all weekend, off and on, people were jammed in. You can hear how jammed in they were. All those voices and police telling the protesters to stay on the sidewalk, including with this loudspeaker you're hearing here. The protesters were gathering to protest the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, and it was the beginning of a new phenomenon here, protesting under coronavirus. So, you know, first of all, just by way of background, you know, Mm. I fully support uh, peaceful protests and people's right to protest. and, um, And while it may not be good timing when you're asking people to adhere to these public health measures like limiting gatherings and keeping physical distance. Um, you know, uh, things happen in the world and people want um, a way to react and respond and have their voices heard. This is Anthony Santella, Associate Professor of Public Health at Hofstra University. I called him for this episode of Life Under Coronavirus to ask about the health risks of outdoor protests. Santella hypothesized that there wouldn't be a blip in our curbs, but that there would be, quote, some disease transmission, which could mean a delayed entry to phase two of reopening for New York City. And he said that the big Brooklyn protests are significant for Long Island health, too, because the regions are so interconnected. There have been much smaller protests, you know, on Long Island. Um, and in the whole really metropolitan area, I was in Connecticut yesterday, and I drove I was drove by some in Connecticut too. Um, and you know the the New York metropolitan area is basically one big area where people kind of coming in and out, living in one place, working in some place else. Um, so that does have some impact when it comes to the health of the community because right, I may live in Nassau County, but I know that there's a big protest happening in Brooklyn. So I'm not getting in my car and driving to Brooklyn or getting on the Long Island Railroad because I want to be part of that. And then whatever happens there, I'm bringing that back with me. Santella laid out some of the potential health issues and the pluses and minuses at the events. It's not great, for example, to have lots of people next to each other, but masks help. At least this was outdoors on the one hand, but disease transmission by droplets can happen when you're shouting, like this. But, you know, when, when people gather to protest, you know, it's about having their voice heard, literally and figuratively. And so by being in large groups um, um, for long periods of time, um, close, you know, people close, literally close to each other, 
you're already kind of chipping away at the public health measures that we know have been so crucial to our success and where we are um, with regarding, uh, you know, with regarding coronavirus in New York State. And so if you think about the main community mitigation or non-pharmaceutical interventions that have worked, um, the data shows they work, are things like wearing a face mask. One interesting thing about the Brooklyn protests this weekend was how many of the protesters were indeed wearing a mask. From lots of vantage points, it looked like the majority. That was helped by people giving away masks for free. What's the idea? What are you guys What are you guys handing out? Oh, so we have free water and uh-huh. we have masks and hand sanitizer because of what's going on with COVID. Uh-huh. You know, it's important to be out of here regardless because racism doesn't stop in a pandemic. Yeah. This is Zion McNair, a 36-year-old record producer from Brooklyn. He had a table set up with hand sanitizer and water bottles and masks to give out on the edge of the protest. I saw lots of people grab the masks, even a security guard for one of the businesses nearby. McNair said he and some other artists had set up the donation. Magical thread of a lot of people that are in the underground arts community in New York City that do a lot of art, artwork and songs to people of color who've been systematically disenfranchised and had that identity threatened, you know? Um, and so it was all grassroots. And people, we knew this was happening. So, you know, we're on a separate kind of thread and we put it together. And the point was to allow people to protest and be as safe as possible. You know, there's going to be a lot of people here today, so we just want to be able to protect people as much as possible. McNair had a stoic attitude about it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm aware. I try not to live in fear. But I try to do my part. So that's why it's important to protect. But engaging in fear is not going to liberate you. It's not going to make whatever happens not happen. You know, but being aware and moving, caution and care and doing what's necessary. Other people were more nervous. But the issues bringing them out were so serious, so deep, they said, that the issues overcame the fear. So I've been up all day, all night um, for the last few days, um, just watching the news, very heartbreaking because we're in the pandemic and, you know, a lot of us are not working and then then African-Americans are disproportionately suffering in the pandemic and it's just so disheartening that at this time that we're still being faced with injustices and all we're asking is, can you please stop shooting us for the color of our skin? Um, Black people face injustices all the time. This is Tiffany Morell, a 38-year-old financial administrator at a church. She lives in Prospect Heights. I found her at the edge of the protest, near the Islander's flag, masked and holding a sign about police officers not receiving punishment. She said she has hypertension, so she had been shifting backwards to keep some distance from other people since the protest started. Keep moving back because the crowd is getting a lot bigger, so I have to move back. I have to take my precaution and move back further because of my health. This was someone who was clearly worried about getting sick, but she said she felt that black Americans faced one pandemic after another. Black New Yorkers have been dying at disproportionate rates from COVID-19, and there's the long list of names of black men and women killed by police. I'm one of those that's in the um, statistic of a black person, and I suffer with certain ailments, and they say that people like me, you know, we have to be careful. So I'm concerned. Um, I am concerned about the protesters. I hope everybody is. You see, that's the sadness about it. It's, it's one pandemic upon another. We can't even realize that it's a pandemic going on that we can die, and then, and then we're still dying. So it's like, what do we almost have to lose at this point? We, we can be liable dying from the pandemic or from just being black. So it's like people are, are choosing pandemic 
or the black pandemic, so they're out here. Morrell said she'd also recently lost her job because of the coronavirus, one hardship on top of another. It's the kind of cascading injustices that have been getting thousands of people out on streets across the country. It was around 7 p.m. when I talked to Morell, and she said that basically she was staying indoors during the pandemic, other than for the 7 p.m. cheer for healthcare workers. Every day at 7 o'clock, um, I go to the Brooklyn Hospital and I cheer the essential workers. That's normally what I'm doing at this time. Um, at 7 o'clock. I take precautions, but I'm out there thanking the essential workers. You go out in front of I stand out with a crowd of people, and it's a crowd of us that live in the neighborhood, and we come and we tell them thank you, and they come outside, they dance, we hold signs. And now today I'm exchanging this sign for the thank you sign. You know, and it saddens me because really at 7 o'clock that's where I'm at. But now I'm, at the, now I'm over here today because there's another pandemic going on. You know, when it's in the black community, it's been going on for a while, but I had to change my sign on today. There were people like Morel who were wearing their masks and trying to keep at least a tiny bit of distance, not touching other people at least. But it was a really big crowd, and people are human. Not long after I left Morel, I saw a police sergeant pull down her surgical mask, cough into her hand, and wipe her hand on her pants. I turned in another direction, and saw a protester panting and sweaty, pull her own mask down to breathe deeply. Then there was the issue of police officers wearing masks. Many officers did, but at times you'd see a stretch of officers without them. At such times, protesters complained about the lack of officer masks to little effect, and even amongst themselves, officers often remained unmasked. On Sunday, in the same area around Barclays at a different protest, I saw more than half a dozen cops crowd into a van together, all with uncovered faces. Add to this the issue of all the arrests that police were making. When they arrested someone, often that person went right into a bus with a whole bunch of other arrestees no longer outdoors. This is audio of one of those arrests, a group of protesters on Saturday who were trying to block the vehicle entrance to the Manhattan Bridge. A white woman was arrested and taken to a police van. of real anger like this, sometimes people didn't even try to keep away from each other, or they were so close that their masks were inches apart. Surgical masks and KN95s and bandanas and handmade masks with floral patterns and black garters.
There were lots of times in the protests when conditions meant there ended up being even less of the masks and distancing that public health experts suggest. For example, there were moments when police officers came in swinging batons and people started stampeding, or when people got pepper sprayed in their face, as happened at the Manhattan Bridge that night, and they took off their masks to flush out their eyes. But again and again, the masks would come back, and people would regroup and begin chanting, the immediate reason they were protesting, despite the threat of coronavirus. Yeah! 